And now, Greenlight Reviews, hosted by Ann Elder and Les Roberts. Hi again, everybody. Welcome to Greenlight Reviews, the show on which we talk about the movies. My name is Les Roberts. And I'm Ann Elder. And today we're going to talk about the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus. Mm -hmm. And it is written and directed by Terry Gilliam. Terry Gilliam used to be with Monty Python many, many years ago. He did all their animation. That's right. Mm -hmm. He has directed several really strange films. Some of them were great. Some of them were not so great. Some of them were in between. And on this one, I really can't tell you. You've got to go see it for yourself. And you've got to see it not once, but at least twice. Are you going to say this is an in-between movie? It's not great and it's not bad, but it's somewhere in the middle? Well, I think you'd have to say that. I think so, too. I think this is the kind of movie that film cultists who like surreal hallucinatory tales that don't follow traditional storytelling will enjoy. Well, I think so, too, because when Dr. Parnassus comes up to a town square with his old-fashioned wagon that he turns into a stage, if anybody goes backstage and goes through his mirror, they're not behind the set. They're suddenly in a very strange, imagination-riddled land. Mm -hmm. And we have to find out what that is all about. Dr. Parnassus is played by Christopher Plummer. He has a beautiful, beautiful young daughter named Valentina, played by Lily Cole. Everybody is carrying on about how beautiful Lily Cole is. Well, she's certainly unusually beautiful in that she's got a very Raphaelite look, I think. Something that we don't see in the movies today. She's not a skinny mini girl, that's for sure. Absolutely. She's got a round, beautiful face. Andrew Garfield plays Anton. He is kind of the ringmaster. And along comes a visitor named Tony, played by the late Heath Ledger. Mm -hmm. Okay, sit still and listen to this. When we see Heath Ledger in his first scene, he's basically hanging by the neck, mm -hmm. dead. And he is saved. And we don't quite know all about him, but we don't quite trust him either. And he's going on along and he's doing his thing. But then, as most of you know, in the middle of this film, Heath Ledger passed away. So Terry Gilliam thought, what am I going to do? Mm -hmm. I can't scrap all his scenes because he was in a lot of them. Well, and he's a vital force to the story. Absolutely. So he hired three actors to come in at various points in the story, and he called them Imaginarium Tony number one, number two, and number three. Number one is Johnny Depp. Mm -hmm. Number two is Jude Law. Number three is Colin Farrell. And these three guys are really, really good. I agree. And each time that the Heath Ledger Tony goes through the Parnassus magic mirror, he comes out on the other side as one of these three actors, the new Tony. Right. I think that was a very neat trick that Terry Gilliam pulled off. And as a matter of fact, this movie is full of tricks. It's full of imagination. There is so much going on in the film. It reminded me of going into a house around Christmas time and seeing someone who's done their tree and just filled it up with ornaments and tinsel and lights. <laughs> and it's gorgeous. And you look at it and then you say, well, where's the tree? That's the problem, if you want to call it that, with this Terry Gilliam movie. It's a masterpiece in terms of creativity. But after a while, you're trying to sort through all of the ideas that are there to try 
try to find the germ of what he's trying to say. What is the movie about? You're absolutely right, Anne. When I left the theater, I wrote down on my pad, this is like a Chinese fire drill. I don't mean to be insulting to Asians, but that's what we call a fire drill in a Chinese restaurant where everybody gets hysterical and screams and runs around. And everybody is doing it in this show, and they are all running into another actor that I really need to talk about. Oh, yes. His name is Tom Waits. He plays Mr. Nick. Mm-hmm. Mr. Nick, by the way, is the devil. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, he is the best on-screen devil <laughs> since Walter Houston in The Devil and Daniel Webster. He is just great. I think Tom Waits and Christopher Plummer have a ball playing these characters. There's no question about it that Christopher Plummer really gets a chance here to act his chops off as Dr. Parnassus, and he pretty much eats up the scenery and everything else. He's quite fun and quite wonderful as the owner and operator of that stage wagon, and I like the fact that Tom Waits kind of underplays it, and I think that the contrast works well for the movie. In addition, I think that the three actors, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, and Colin Farrell, really bring a lot of of life to this film because prior to their coming in the movie has you know a kind of steadiness about it it's okay but it's kind of quiet frankly and when these three guys come into it they really pop and I think that really works nicely for the film and again I think that Terry Gilliam did a great job in casting them and hats off to these guys who apparently donated their salaries so that Gilliam could finish this movie and they did it as a tribute to their good mate Heath Ledger. Actually they donated their salaries to Heath Ledger's daughter. Well that was uh, nice too. Absolutely. I gotta say this about Heath Ledger. I loved him in almost every film I've seen him in. He was fabulous in Brokeback Mountain, Mm -hmm. and we don't even need to talk about The Dark Knight. And I wish we were left with The Dark Knight performances, The Joker, to remember, and possibly not this, because for whatever reason, and as I say, he's only in the first part of the film, he never really comes off the screen like he does in so many other parts. So I was a little disappointed in this. I happen to think that he was good in the movie, but again, I didn't think he had as much dash as I would have liked. Well, that's because he was thousands of years old. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) I feel that way this morning. I did like the way Gilliam gives us a kind of cracked vision of reality all the way through this film. And he even has a chorus line of policemen singing and dancing, a musical number at one point. Dancing in drag, by the way. Right. It's very funny. And he's playful. He's droll. And it was good to see that Gilliam's look at reality this time around was not so dark and threatening as it has been in other films that he's made. I like the movie, but I think, frankly, there are just too many ideas being juggled like plates up in the air. The plot lines, and there are so many of them, they all conspire to make this movie a bit more eccentric than it needed to be. And I don't mind that, but I think that it got in the way of telling a really good story. Well, they kept losing me every 15 minutes because I got interested in what they were doing. And all of a sudden, oh, wait a minute, they're doing another story now. What happened to that? Right. And you get it into that, and then you're in another one. You know, the main plot is that Dr. Parnassus made a deal with the devil many, 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 many centuries ago for immortality. Mm -hmm. And then he trades immortality for youth, 
promising the devil his firstborn child, right. who is Valentina, right. when she reaches the age of 16, and she is about to do that. Right, and so the devil shows up, and all of a sudden, Valentina is supposed to go off with him, and now she's caught. And also, the boys in the film, meaning the Tonys and the Antons, right. they try to save her from this terrible fate. That's all the fairy tale stuff that's going on. The best part of this movie for me is when any of these characters go into the magic mirror, and we see this alternate universe universe that Terry Gilliam has devised. And that's a gorgeous, gorgeous place where landscapes turn into curtains and doors and boats are skimming these glassy seas and the settings frankly look like something out of a Salvador Dali painting. It's a gorgeous movie. So based on some fantastical imagery and some clever gimmicks, good performances by Christopher Plummer and Tom Waits, I'm going to give Terry Gilliam's The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus a yellow light, and that's because I think there were just a few too many plot lines and maybe 12 too many great ideas going on, and I think that that kind of kept this movie from being totally great. I am also giving The Imaginarium a yellow light, and I do so to urge everybody who likes this kind of film, likes this kind of wildly imaginative, fantastic, very excitingly put together movie, please go see it again. See it maybe three times before you make up your mind. So, two yellow lights from Ann Elder and myself for The Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus directed and written by Terry Gilliam and starring Heath Ledger, Christopher Plummer, Johnny Depp, Jude Law, Colin Farrell, and the wonderful Tom Waits. Can't wait to see the next one. I hope there's a lot going on in the next one, too, but not this much. Well, maybe they can borrow some plot lines from the Imaginarium world of Dr. Parnassus because they have more than they needed. <laughs> if they borrow a couple of plot lines, nobody will notice. That's right. <laughs> Until that time. I'm Les Roberts. I'm Ann Elder. And Greenlight Reviews hopes that we're going to run into you having a great time at the movies. In a world infatuated with comic fandom comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on. It wasn't come that on. bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on CandairPodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network.